0: This podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. For more great content, visit edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter at Dr. Cook at Principal J and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag PrincipalPLN or at PrincipalPLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com.
2: Hey, everybody. It is Principal PLN Episode 73, with no specific topic other than catching up because As our listeners know, we haven't recorded a podcast in forever, Um, and Spike has some big news to share with us, and he's gotten a really big hairy beard, so I don't know if he's just been like in a cave over winter or what, but the last article I saw, I thought, who is that man? It's like a Yeti. (laughs) Um, But anyways, congratulations, Spike, because your big news is...
0: Thank you. Yes, uh, I'm going to be the the new uh, middle school principal in my school district, so uh, very excited about that. Um, it's going to be a humongous uh, undertaking. The school I'm in right now is about 320 kids, and this new school is 1,200 kids, with uh, you know lots and lots of uh, layers and, and a humongous staff. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we could definitely definitely talk about that, and then. Uh, catching up with Teresa over there, up there in fro- the frozen tundra of Michigan right now.
1: The frozen tundra of Michigan hasn't been very frozen this winter. It's been very, very sad. <laughs> this is, I, just got this a snowstorm. You've gotten snow, haven't you? we just got it. This is the first snow we've had since Thanksgiving. Like, we had a
2: snow day with no snow. The snow didn't go. <laughs> That's oh my God! Much, it like missed us, by, like by a few towns. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's that's pretty much what happened here. We we had um we we now have two inches, I think, two to three inches of snow on the ground, and this is the most we've had all winter. And um, although some people north of us, I'm on I'm about 20 25 miles north of the Ohio border, right by the water, right by right by Lake Erie. So it's not um you know, we're very southeastern, but a little bit north of us, about, I don't know, 25 miles north, they had 16 inches. Yeah. yeah. Had- I yeah. was
0: so surprised, because I think you posted the other day, you know, like, finally, or something like that, and the kids are out playing in the snow, and I'm like, wow, because I'm like, there's been years where you guys got, like, a- on a regular 16 inches. Oh, yeah. Inches oh, yeah.
1: yeah. That's yeah. a normal winter. I mean, it's Michigan. That's You look for snow, and it's you know, a lot of a lot of people around here are really excited because normally winters are horrendous, and right. we've had nice, warm, mild winter because of El Nino. <clears throat> but man, it's not winter without snow. And the biggest problem we've had is the fact that it hasn't been cold enough to kill any of the germs. Oh um, gosh, so,
2: we have had oh, we're a petri dish. Oh
1: my gosh, we've ended up we ended up having. I don't think we've podcasted since we had to do this. We had a flu that was going through here that. The kids were throwing up, and, um, you know, you, the, the kind of rule of thumb is you, you once you're done throwing up, you wait 24 hours, and then you come back to school, right? Right. Normal rule of thumb. Well, it was happening, and then kids were getting it again. So, like, my kids had it on Sunday, and then they had it again on Thursday. And this was going through the school, and then it was going through again. And it was, I mean, within 48, 60, 72 hours, the kids were getting sick again. And so we called the Wayne County Health Department, and they told us that this was actually a bug that you had to wait 48 hours oh, after throwing up oh, because wow. you were still contagious. So everybody was coming back to school, still contagious, reinfecting everybody. So we ended up having to close the school, and they told us that the only thing that would kill it was bleach. So the staff came in. We closed school over. Yeah. We came in and I have pictures. We took photos because why wouldn't you? And the staff was in and we had masks on and we had gloves on and we bleached everything in spray bottles. We bleached chairs, we bleached desks, we bleached handrails and doorknobs and and door oh. floors, fronts and backs of doors. We did coat hangers and you do not know how much stuff is in a kindergarten room until you have to bleach it all. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> we bleached Legos. We yeah. had a bleach bath. We had to put the Legos in the kitchen tape, like the you know they have their play kitchens. Oh my god, all gosh. the food and the dishes
2: and the, oh, that's when you do on your snow day. We bleached the
1: whole high yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's in the lab. We had, to oh. we had to, I mean,
0: everything. Had well, been- Teresa, it looks like you didn't bleach your hair though.
1: <laughs> I did not my Wouldn't hair. that be
0: funny if you had, like... I
1: know, right? If it was blunt. I did bleach my pants, though, <laughs> so from spraying everything. Like, the, the back splash from the spray got all over my pants. We were a disaster. But that, hey, that used to be
2: confession, cool. I actually would have enjoyed that. Yeah. Think, having been a swimmer, I love the smell of bleach. Oh, like whenever I Sodian is, you know, mopping the floors in the bathroom, I'm always like,
1: Oh, <laughs> it smells so good. My <laughs> abs, you and know, it was it was burned. Even though we had the masks on, that's all you could smell for like three days. It was terrible, and then it it kind of helped, but then strep throat came through and pink eyes. Came <laughs>
0: And it's—I mean—it's been nonstop
1: ear infection. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! It, it gives me good stories uh-huh. to tell, though. Yeah, get
0: these. This, this is the no
1: 15 years in education that I've been part of a date, and that's including like when we had the bird flu. Yeah.
2: You know, like, yeah.
1: Oh, that was hyped up way more than anything yeah. else has ever been. and you it know. was not. We didn't have to. I mean, it, it got—it came to a point that every day we were more absences, but we never hit the point that we couldn't count a day, but had we let it continue, it would have. So we closed the school and and bleached it down. And it's calmed, but my kids have been home twice for the flu, three times for the flu, ear infections, strep throat, pink eye. They've had it all this winter. So hopefully now that the snow is on the ground and it looks as though it's staying for a little while, it's cold enough that the snow will stay, hopefully that will kill a lot of this because it's been outrageous this winter.
0: So what's going on with you Jessica over there in Wisconsin?
2: Oh so you know I you know I'm pretty much just in survival mode with everything um, as the district assessment coordinator ACT is for our high school next week and so I've been involved with that and um, you know, it's still wrestling season, um, and but actually, as a family, we aren't going anywhere this weekend because it's our state wrestling tournament for our high school. I saw you um, watching it on TV yesterday. Oh,
0: and the kick, the send-off to your your high school yes. wrestlers—that was awesome.
2: Yeah, we started that last year where because we're K twelve all in one building. If somebody goes to state for anything, we actually have like three that we have to do next week. We we line the halls, and actually the elementary we all go in a gym and you know line up, and they come through us, and we clap and cheer, and there's music playing, and you know it's just a, it's a great way for school pride, um, mm-hmm. and especially for our younger kids to see the big kids. Um, and then um, I got so into it that um, one of our boys was going to be wrestling during lunch or recess. We couldn't figure out what time. So I had a bunch of kids who stayed inside at recess to watch it. No like, way. So, that's You know, cool. our little wrestlers, and then they grabbed their friends. Oh. And then we had it on at lunch, and, you know, I was, like, narrating for them of what was happening because, you know, most of them don't know wrestling. And then, you know, then when when our guy won, it was, like, the loudest screaming I've ever heard. Oh, that's so, so that cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So um, aside from that, it's, you know, it's... Almost March, working on uh, trying to get to working on budgeting, but I'm so far behind on everything else. You know, the story of a principal's life, right?
1: You mean you're not ahead of anything? <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> I can't think of one single thing. Okay, let me tell you the perfect day. So, yesterday, Friday, I thought, oh my gosh, first of all, the sun was up. I got to see the sunlight before going to work. I had yeah. duty. It was beautiful. I had nothing like truly on my calendar other than wanting to get in lots of classrooms and wanting to get some work done. And I kid you not, before the bell even rang, <laughs> crap started hitting the fan. I had a kid in meltdown mode. And then it like turned into a day of like the most discipline I've dealt with all year long mm. and got mm. nothing done. Like literally nothing at all. But You guys know that—that's the story of a principle. You can't
0: story, yeah.
1: You
2: you can try to get ahead on something, but it's just not going to happen. So I choose caffeine. I get ahead on caffeine.
1: (laughs) My husband calls it the law of averages. Yeah. Yeah. You know know what? You can be ahead on something, and then something else will fall behind, and it it just all happens when it's supposed to at some point.
2: No, there's yeah. So I do want to hear more about this job, but I do have to say, Spike. You getting this new job was actually good for Teresa and I because I have um, set up in the little Google notifications, like whenever my name comes up, that it notifies oh, me. Oh, yeah. And in your article, we are mentioned.
0: Yes, so, you are, so are. Because you know made that. Me. I made sure to talk about my soul sisters.
2: You, you did. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm in an article awesome. about Spike's job. That's
0: right. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool, Spike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this is good stuff, and it's helped me, you know, in so many different ways, right? So, I was like, got to give a shout out to the principal PLN crew.
2: Okay, so I want to know yeah. when is this for next year, or you just said you were finishing your last arm weekly, and arm yeah. weekly. Are you transitioning like soon?
0: Oh yeah, I was just telling Teresa before we started. So uh, it the Job starts on March seventh so what it's, yeah <laughs> it 's very Explain quick that. all right, so it 's like a domino effect, so the previous principal got a superintendent job that it was vacated, you know, and uh, i don 't I don't know why, and so he got that, and then um, instead of waiting to the end of the year, you know they wanted to you know make sure that they got somebody in there i mean it's not it's not too odd in, in New Jersey like when I first started r m bacon um, you know I started in April. so you know it's it's not always clean to start like at the beginning of the year or whatever, because sometimes you know with retirements or people you know get different jobs. so um, but it's funny, like when I accepted the job, this was you know earlier in February before like everything got official and they said something about March seventh, I was thinking, oh, that's like so far away, right? So but it, <laughs> I didn't realize like it hit me one day I was talking with my secretary and I said something about uh, this parent couldn't meet with me until like two weeks. And I was like, that's fine. Just put her on the calendar. And she's like, well, you, you won't be here. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, this is happening so quick. So, uh, yeah, it was a great, it was a really neat process. Like, I really hadn't, hadn't been through that in, in a while. Um, but you know, so even though it was in my district, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a different job, so I could. It's not like I could just transfer over. So I did have to go through the interview process, the first round, the second round, and uh, you know, it really just gave me an opportunity to kind of like, you know, get my resume updated, you know, sharpen my skills on on you know certain things that I would think would be necessary for a bigger job like this. So um, yeah, I've, I've definitely been busy the last I would say two months. You know, once it got posted, and then considering you know, should I go for this? Should I not go for it? Because uh, I really do love where I am. I mean, it's like, yeah. like I love, I love that school. So yeah, I was working on the last Bacon Weekly this morning, and I'm like, Phew, this is really tough, because <laughs> we've done like, I, I just counted this morning, we did 223 posts. So we did it every week for the last four years, and.
1: And you do just, them all of the summers and vacations too.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I like give updates on the building and all that kind wow. of stuff. So yeah, it's like we average like forty nine or fifty, a, you know, a a year. Sometimes a little bit more if there's like news going on. So yeah, it's really it's you know sort of bittersweet in that sense.
1: So Spike, I'm looking at your Facebook page right now because I was looking for the article, and is the the high school principal's retiring too?
0: Yeah, we have a lot of movement in our district. There's, a, there's another elementary school that's getting a new principal. The, the high school principal is retiring, and then um, and I'm moving to the middle school, and then somebody will be you know, taking over for me. So it's a big administrative turnover right now.
1: Can you tell us what the
0: breakdown of your
1: school looks, or what your district looks like? How many high schools, how many middle schools, elementaries?
0: It's big. There's eleven schools total. There's there's an early childhood center for three and four year olds. There's six elementary schools, one gigantic middle school, and then there's a junior high school that's ninth and tenth grade, like ninth and half a tenth grade, and then there's a senior high school, which is ten like half a tenth and uh, eleventh and twelfth, and there's an alternative school. So it's it's. Uh, in New Jersey, it's it's definitely you know one of the bigger districts.
2: Okay. And so now, with the size of your school, you're going to have assistant principals, right?
0: Yes, like I'm going to have a lot of layers to to this school, which is which is really exciting because at Bacon, I was just sort of like I don't know what that term is, the chief bottle washer and cook or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll have three vice principals, four guidance counselors. Uh, there's a whole like child study team there's um, there's layers there's there's department chairs there's team leaders there are um, lots of standing committees I was like wow i don't <laughs> like, i don't have to do all that myself
1: be add to, to our
2: conversations
0: sorry yeah I mean sure. I
2: mean that's huge.
0: Yeah, it's really, like, I'm excited because, like, I, I consider myself, like, a systems type of thinker, and I could, you know, I try to get, like, little mini systems going in bacon, you know, and, and it's tough, because, like, our, like our, our little team meetings that we would have each Friday, you know, it's, like, my coach, oh, and I have a coach, too, so it was my coach and my guidance counselor and my PBIS-8, uh, like, here... You know, there's so many different layers, and there's so many things that are already in place. It's awesome. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to require me to be more of uh, managing systems. You know. But, um, but with that, I'm, I'm taking the same approach like when I started at Bacon. Uh, I'll tell you about my first faculty meeting. So I go over there, and I spent the day with the principal, and then we did the faculty meeting at the end of the day. And the, the staff is so large that they have to do it in the cafeteria. Now ours is pretty personal. We do it in the, you know, in the library, and there's there's a lot of like, I mean, there's maybe maybe 40, 50 people. That's staff and and uh, and teachers. So I I go into the into the uh, cafeteria, and it, it's packed, and you have to use a microphone because there's so many people.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: So so I talk with everybody, and I said, so you know, one of my Goals for this year is is to to sit down with each and every person that works in this building, and you know kind of go over you know what are some things that are working, what are some things that that need help, and um, <laughs> I started like kind of threw a joke in. I'm like, so it, it may be a year for me to accomplish that or something like that. Like it's just going to take a long time. Uh, because I think like there's well over a hundred teachers alone, not not to mention aides and custodian workers and
2: Holy cow. like
0: yeah, so it's it's huge, it's really big, big, big. But like I said, I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, uh, I don't know. Do you, you know, I've always joked about my office too at Bacon. Like, I could, like, put my, my arms out and, like, almost touch both sides. Like, I actually have, like, a real office there.
2: <laughs> Ooh, you're going to have to share a picture of the new
0: office. I, I will. <laughs> I was like, I don't You know, uh, it's, it's the small thing, you know. But, uh...
2: So, your, your kids that you've known at your school feed into this middle school, right?
0: Yeah. And, and, and so when I was. no you
2: know some.
0: Yeah, yeah. When I was walking around there, like a lot of them, you know, that I would see in the hallways, they would be like, "Dr. Cook," you know, like, "Oh, we heard you were coming over here and stuff." So I think some are really excited to see me, and then others, I'm sure, probably like, "Oh, "Oh, God, that guy again!"
2: (laughs) I got away from him.
0: (laughs) not that guy again.
1: (laughs) Not as long as it was in elementary school.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny. One of the VPs I was talking with, and he said, uh, I guess he had a kid in his office, and two kids were talking, and and he was kind of just listening to him as he was doing work, and they were talking about the new principal and then, you know, asking each other about it, and one kid says to the other, like, oh, yeah, I had him. He suspended me in fifth grade, like, something like that. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, definitely, definitely really, really excited about this. it's going to be, you know, the time changes will be a little bit different, too. Like I was joking with my daughter, you know, like, because I have to get her to school and whatnot. I'm like, all right, Catherine, we're going to be have to get up earlier, you know. So it starts about, an, I would say, like, like, roughly like it's an hour before us and then gets out an hour early. And but.
2: Hour difference?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's
2: pretty significant.
0: <laughs> it's like. Um, it's because of the busing, so they have, oh. you know, the high school has, like, a really early run, then the middle school, then the elementary school. So their school starts at 8.15. Our, like, homeroom started at 9.15 for us.
2: Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. So huh. I kind of like that, like, because I'm not so much of an early person. So as we know from doing <laughs> Morning and stuff. Yeah. But let me tell you that how much... Being part of this and the things that we have challenged ourselves to do help me out in this process. And the first thing I want to say, I'm not trying to be corny, is our PLN, like the ability to have that, um, like the feedback that I got from the committee and you know some of the people I've never met before, of course, um, really positive. You know, like I. I I know that sometimes, and we even wrote about isolation and connection, and it can be frustrating on both sides, but um, I think the work that we're doing um, is really important, you know, helping each other out and and working together, Um, you know, and I do talk about you guys, like I'll say, you know, I I have at any time have the ability to connect with people, you know, throughout the world but you know specifically like here are some concrete things that I was able to do as a result of having you know a really strong PLN and the other thing is and you know we all talk about this too with you know anxiety and stress and all this kind of stuff mindfulness has been so key in all this because mm-hmm. what what will we normally do from this like I'm going to worry about this I got to worry about this I'm juggling two schools right now I got this going on I got this going on and I, I'm not an expert in any stretch of the imagination, but mindfulness, being present—like, listen—I'm talking to this person right now, and I'm mm-hmm. focused on this task—has been so helpful.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that has been key for me too. I hey, so I'm thinking that okay, now you're in middle school, and sure, they're just you know bigger, bigger kids. Um, What kind of issues do you think are going to be
1: different for middle school for you? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to break in and jump in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I did elementary and high school when I was teaching, and now I'm the principal of a K to 8 building,
0: Uh
1: and middle school is a whole other beast.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I did middle school for one year.
0: Right.
1: They grew on me. Anything that I've ever seen, because they're. The thing, and I think the thing that I that I love about middle school is that they're little kids stuck in teenagers' bodies. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. they're still they're it's still like toddler brains. Right, <laughs> they're trying to act like they're big and and bad, and you know they're getting to be adults, but they're still little kids. Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah, and it's
1: hard because we see their big bodies. You know, we see them being tall and their voices dropping for the boys. You know, and we expect them to be more. Um, it, mature, but they're still little kids, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Middle school, the whole another, and they don't understand what's happening. You know, they don't they don't know what's going on in their body. So it's a it's a whole other beast.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, fortunately uh, or unfortunately, I don't know. Like I started out in middle school. I I taught for two years. I taught math. I taught careers. I did like a bunch of like the activities. It was a a charter school in uh, in Camden, and then um, I spent eight years as a guidance counselor, VP guidance director, all oh, that kind so of stuff. Oh,
2: so you're gonna at, have this down
0: at a, at a middle school. Um, but I will say th- those those two experiences, yeah, were extremely helpful. The principal experience has been, you know, very helpful too to kind of like put it all together. So, uh, but what Teresa said is so true. Like it's just it's a constant, I guess, battle, right, between being an adult and being a kid, um, I think there's a huge, you know, there's a huge need in, in our school. Um, let me just back up. The, one of the cool things that our, our assistant superintendent did with this process was, uh, you know, so once the position came open, she wanted to see anyone who wanted to put in for the interview committee. And then, knowing that not everyone could be on the interview committee, sent out a Google Doc and like they did a survey. And then part of the survey was to write. Um, You know, different ideas or or problems that they're seeing, or things that qualities they're looking for in a principal. And I actually just got that the other day in in the inner office mail. I think it was actually yesterday. And um, so I was reading it and. And I'm sure this will come out, you know, in, in my interviews with everybody, but big issues, you know, of course, like hallway behavior, uh, you know, disrespect to, to staff, um, relationships with kids, uh, with with each other, you know, bullying, harassment, uh, drama, trauma, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, there's some fighting. I mean, I'm sure there's fighting, you know, everywhere. I've, I have had little guys fighting as well. Um, and so definitely, like, the social-emotional needs of the kids, you um, you know, um, parent involvement is a big thing because I think that really drops off. Uh, in a sense, like the if you go with that behind the bakes or beyond the bakes sale thing, it's it's not necessarily about how many parents you necessarily get in the building, but there is a real lack of, uh, of perception of parental support. Um, and then there's a ton of, like, you know, curricular things, you know, as we change and kind of grow and, you know, with the park and Common Core and New Jersey's, you know, you know, changing in that sense with the the, the state standards. Um, there's a lot of curricular things um, that that we need to work on, um, and then of course, like 21st century skills. You know, like how do we, you know, how are we assessing kids and uh, what what measures are we using? You know, so there's a whole thing um, that that we're going to have to be working on as far as like our benchmarks and our uh, you know for me, like getting more technology in the building like I probably have more like uh like devices per pupil in my school now, and then going here it's it's not the same, so we have to definitely invest in in that infrastructure to get kids you know the kids writing online and taking assessments online um, I mean everything from arrival dismissal like <laughs> Like, there's so many things to, to look at, and I'm hoping that I can do it from like a fresh eyes perspective and then work with people to say, hey, what are some things that like, that you think that maybe are some things that we could, you know, we could tackle? Um, the previous principal was awesome in the sense like he was, he was like, we're going to work on one or two things a year, you know, and really perfect those. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but, but those are definitely the big ticket issues, and I think it would all start, like you said, with that social emotional needs of the kids.
2: So I think one of the biggest dilemmas or ongoing issue for a new principal, whether you're brand new as a principal or just new in a, a different building, is how much to change and how much to sit back and watch and learn before to try, trying to do something with it. So it sounds like you're you're kind of got that already figured
1: out.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Someone's
2: footsteps, <laughs> but there. I mean, is that still? Do you think that will still be?
1: It's got to be a little bit more different, a little bit different too, coming in the middle of the year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can't make a ton of changes. Like
2: I think. I actually think that would be great because really you just get to, you get to learn for the rest of the year and not really have yeah, to do you it. You
1: almost have to just coast for the rest of the year. I think, I don't remember who it was when I started this job who said, when I started my job, who said, you, know, you only change what you have to the first year. You know, like that, oh, yeah. you only change. What absolutely must be changed, right? But for this yep. first, like, if you're coming in mid year, I almost. I
2: remember like, we had we had um, Tia Henrikson from yeah. up in Canada, yeah. Canada with her awesome accent. Uh, 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 she started mid year too, and I just I don't know. I think that's kind of a cool time to start.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I, my rolling, focus. holy Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, and and it, and I benefited from it when I started in April because I was like. That, that following April, I didn't realize how hard things were because it's like that first April to June, everything really was rolling, and then that next year yeah. was so so much harder because you're the one that's like, yeah, you know, you're just pushing but it. you
2: start running the marathon. There's yeah. no, yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, definitely do not want to change a lot of things. Yeah. Um, you know over the next couple months and you know they've been a bit of a turnover over there like as far as the administration not not even just like the principal but like VPs and stuff so um, I really want to sort of honor that like uh, you know stability and and um, yeah maybe there's some like low-hanging fruit, some like things that I could change um, but I'm not um, I'm not focused on that right now I'm really focused on understanding the climate and culture of the building and 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 uh, and then also highlighting it and doing the things that we always talk about, like telling the story, you know, and um, I'm, I'm hoping that they will be as receptive as my staff has been um, in that in that way. So we're not changing a lot of things, especially in the first year, but here are the cool things that are going on. So I'm already working on, like, the the, the Lakeside blog and, and ideas about, you know, what are some things that are already going on there that I can highlight and say, like, Wow this is awesome and tell that story um, that's so it's so important. but um, yeah I mean I, re- I literally want to get through this year uh, with the way things are going and then regroup in the summer uh, and then come up with a couple things to work on for next year but you know that's all going to be dependent on like the trends and the analysis that I see from the staff I mean, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a process. And and this is gonna be a long process. Like I'm really, you know, looking forward to spending a lot of time in this job, you know, because it's somebody just said a marathon, and I, I said that even in my interview. I'm like, this this is a marathon, not a sprint.
2: It's also like a new marriage.
0: Yes. Yeah, it
1: is. <laughs> I don't think Teresa would like that very much. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs>
0: Thanks Actually, she that. might. She might say, yeah, you have him. You take him for a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that
0: works out for you. Yeah,
1: uh. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness.
0: Um yeah, it is it is like it's like a it's like a new marriage, but this this new this new woman has a huge family. <laughs> so. Out of control. Right, right. So Thanksgiving dinner is gonna be ginormous this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you know, that's the thing is you went from <clears throat> you went from being the elementary principal where you're the, the only administrator to managing the staff and the students, but now there's a whole other level of people for you to manage. Like you're managing management now. Yeah. yes you know, yep. including what you were managing before
0: yeah yeah I, I I would agree and that like I said that's where you know my efforts have to be in that in those you know with the the, the leaders uh, both formal and informal but there are a lot of already formal formalized leaders there uh, and especially like with a pretty big administrative crew there's a guidance supervisor uh, th- that I forgot to mention, and then the layers of guidance, the layers of VPs and supervisors and stuff. It's, yeah, it's a big, it's a big organization. So, uh, yeah, it'll be great, you know. Um, and, what did and, I get? Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was going to say is like the other thing is like some of the things that we were trying at Bacon. Um, you know, let's be honest, it's really cool to try with third graders when you're coding or you're trying a, a little mini STEM initiative you know, uh, with fourth and fifth graders. But, like, now looking at it from, you know, kids who are 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, like, I just feel like we're, re- we're going to be able to accomplish so much more with the kids. Because I, I really, like, I, I'm pretty envious of what you all are doing out there who have, you know, kids 6 through 12. And I'm hoping that, that we can get our kids involved in some of that kind of stuff, too, like the STEM and and, and whatnot.
1: Do you feel that... Um because it's a middle school, and because of the the more strict curriculum requirements and the fact that they're going right from here to high school, do you feel like you have less time to kind of do those experiments like you know, coding in the classroom, things like that, do you feel like it might be m- more difficult to incorporate, or do you think that it's similar to what it was in, in elementary school?-
0: Well, in the core subjects, from what I understand right now, I mean, it's um there there there's a you know a block of time that they already have been really working on as far as refining that. Like what does a language arts block look like? What's the progression of the lesson, that kind of stuff. And they're long like they, they do, you know, like a sort of a modified block where like your language arts and math are eighty minutes and then The other subjects are 40 minutes. Um, The good thing is though there's a bunch of like electives or enrichment type classes. So those are, um, you know, there's a whole set in 6th, 7th and 8th grade on um, uh, Focus All on Technology which is great. Um, There's even a whole class over there that has Macs and they do some really awesome things with Macs. They have, you know, like daily, you know, uh, announcements and stuff that they're recording, you know. so there's there's a lot of things that are in place that we could definitely enhance, um, and then with the science uh, curriculum, you know that's in place in this this and then this movement to like the next generation science standards. I think it really lends itself to to doing more. Um, so I think there'll be more opportunity. Um, the other thing is with those enrichment classes, and one of the ideas that I've thrown around, uh, of course we wouldn't do this right away. You have to really build the culture. Is doing something like what Glenn Robbins does in Northfield um, you know like implementing like like almost an ed camp or more choice um, in in the in that enrichment type of period and and a lot of people I've talked to with so far were like wow that sounds pretty cool like we'd like to see you know what that looks like so um, there's fortunately there's a lot of really good examples out there um, and I really admire like the work that Chris Lehman does uh, and and basically making almost the entire school like an inquiry based, and I think that that you know eventually could be a, a, a like a a vision or a you know um, a mission for us to kind of create that that inquisitive mind, because we're also um, I'm glad you mentioned the, the high school Teresa because we're also like we have like recruiting issues you know like we have kids that are going to charter schools. Mm-hmm. There's a new. Um, vocational school that's opening up, which are going to be taking our high school kids. So my idea is to eventually be working with the high school to feed into some of those programs because we we want... Kids to stay. I mean, like in New Jersey, if a kid goes to a charter school or one of those other schools, like the tuition money follows them. Yeah. So when we talk about like you know all this uh, you know budget stuff, you know we're paying for kids to get educated in other areas. So um, I really want to to bolster some of those things or promote some of those things that are going on, so that we keep our kids in district.
2: Yeah, that's an issue that we, we we battle here too, and it's yeah hard to think that you know our job is supposed to be focusing on learning, but we also have to be doing promotion and you know almost having a sales mindset, which is like, ah, oh, that is not what I went into, but it's the nature of the beast. It's it's what's going on.
0: And I like what Teresa does. I mean, you know fundraising and, and and events and stuff like that I mean we, we've done that like on a smaller scale and I'd like to, to expand that a little bit you know at the middle school because also to do this kind of stuff you, you do need money you know what I mean you yeah. need marketing you need a brand I mean all this stuff that we've been talking about uh, you know Joe and Tony and so you know it doesn't all cost money but um, you know it it does it, it does pay dividends though when when you're looking at what the bottom dollar is it know? really does
1: and you know it it doesn't take a, a fun not you know advertising doesn't always take money when you can you know when you can find ways to do it especially with social media and things like that but I'm telling you what it takes time yeah. you know, I when you like, say like
0: when you're telling us about the stuff that you do and we see like the pictures and stuff uh, you know it's like you're creating these these events that you know may only be a couple hours but we know that you're like work in um, weeks and months in preparation for.
1: I feel like we, we literally, when we did our open house, I was telling Spike and Jess before, or I think it's Spike, I think Jess was restarting her computer, but when we did our open house, it, it was moved up from the end of March to the beginning of February, and I honestly, in my office and in my life, I don't think I did anything else for five straight weeks. Nothing. It was. it was, I mean, every bit of every day at work, at home, was focused on open house. And the day after, it felt like the day after your wedding. You know, like you spent every moment. Like, yeah, we were (laughs) all walking around like zombies. We were exhausted. And then it was like, what do I do now? You know, like, (laughs) you wake up and all of a sudden, you know, the things that were piled on your plate, that everything had all these these deadlines, and it's done. It's finished. It's like poof, it's gone. Now what? You know, it, it's, yeah. it's exhausting. And I think that is something, you know, when I was teaching in the public school, we, I mean, you know, I did, I was the music teacher. We did the musicals. We did, mm-hmm. you know, we did, we did concerts. We did, I'm used to putting on events. There is nothing like, like being a, a public or private school administrator when you're talking about putting on events, man. It, between the auctions and the, because that's, you know, in, in states like Michigan where we don't have vouchers, There's no other funding than what either the people are paying the tuition or subsidies that you get from your, if you're a parish school. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to raise that money somewhere else. And when you're talking about, we have a very small school, and it costs us like $500,000 a year just to run our very tiny school. You know, that's a lot of money. And when none of it is coming from the state, and you have to raise all of that... It's a lot, but it's you know, but like you said, it's it's great. I know Adam Welcome did an auction, which I don't understand a whole lot about about California um, public schools, because I, I know like our I don't know that our public schools do auctions here. I don't know that 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 they don't, right? You know, but I haven't seen one. But you know, it's a it's a great night. It's a great way to it's a it's a great way to earn money to you know to make a ton of money for. But it's a lot of work. Well, they well, have the that,
0: thing that whole surfing, surfing budget. budget. <laughs> surfing budget.
1: They, I bet their air conditioning budget is over the top. No? Say, yeah.
0: <laughs> Start looking at that kind of stuff. Yeah, like you're really examining things. Like, yeah. yeah. although
1: you... it probably averages out because their heating budget, I bet, is not as.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or if like you're in San Diego where it's literally 70 degrees every day oh. of the year. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh. Yes, Adam lets us know that in our running boxer group what the
0: uh-huh.
2: temp is, I don't
1: appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I don't listen, uh, Adam, if you're listening, I don't listen to a lot of your running boxes because they make me angry. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I I can't, you know, Jay Posick was talking about that when Adam posted a picture of his five minute and 55 second mile that he ran with the third graders. And I was <laughs> like, well, I can't even think about running a mile in five and a half minutes. So, meh. Nah. But
0: he yeah, said he's a machine.
1: Jay Posick said something to him about running, and Adam said, you know, oh, Jay, you can do it too. And Jay's like, yeah, we can't run outside four months of the year. Like, I could never get to a five-minute mile. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I, the differences I, that, that you know, we, we don't think about cross-country. Well, oh, this winter is a little bit different, but normally you can't run outside from the end of November until the end of March,
0: you know. Yeah, as it, a side note, I, I just saw – um, Jay Posick had um, an article about him in uh, Brooks.
2: Brooks, yeah. yeah, I'll have to share that in the show notes. It was about his running streak, and they even asked him about, you know, as a principal.
0: Right. Um, you know and there's
2: going to be another one coming from Adam Welcome, and then, or just Adam, and then one on both of them together, like the principles of running or something. I'll put that in our show notes.
0: Okay, yeah. Cause, it's just, um,
2: just so awesome to see, you know, our PLN out there like that.
0: It sure is. And, and like what you're saying, like I didn't realize until – like because we had him on and we talked about it and I've seen him post stuff about it. But I didn't realize too that that a lot of that does happen over the winter in, on the treadmill. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I just yeah. thought like you – know, you always think running. You think running outside, but – I guess Jess just make that face like there's no way you could do all that outside. Oh, well, I'm sure some people do, but
2: uh, yeah, people like Sarah Johnson.
0: Oh, she's outside.
2: A queen. she like sent me a picture of her with like icicles hanging off of her face when it's like thirty below and crazy winds. Yeah, and
1: yeah. Jessica Cabine, too. She's yeah,
2: like, she's another crazy one. Man. And, I and would tell them
1: that's in the fast ways, of course. But oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean, just out of control. Like they're sending these people. I just got back from my run. It's you know the windchills twenty two below. I'm
2: like <laughs> and, and for those of you who think we've gone down this totally random Saturday morning discussion, these people are inspirational to us. That principles right. uh, um, do not have to fully commit their whole life to their job. That they can be healthy and have a life outside of work as well. That's,
0: that's wonderful. Wonderful <laughs> uh, to me. And I know going into this new venture, like I know that I, I, I don't have to work seventy thousand hours, you know, every day in, in order to be effective. So that's the other thing that helped me, you know, like I can I can do it and I can res- I can have a respectful time frame, and then do other things, which has been super 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 helpful.
2: Um, okay, I am going to bring us back to focus for one more question, and then I think I didn't start a timer, but this is this feels like a really long podcast compared to normal.
0: Five minutes.
2: So That's I hope okay. y'all yeah, are. we're
0: catching it. up. Yeah, I'm sure.
2: Um, Brian Costello tweeted out a question: Have you had any, or have you experienced a stigma about elementary that loses respect at the middle school? I'm assuming the students, as they move up to middle school, they lose respect.
0: Yes, I mean apparently that's a that's a big issue. I mean they they were they lose respect for like the adults and
2: I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. There's that. There there's definitely there's a stigma of elementary versus middle school that I'm finding out. Like, and I knew it because I remember you know being a part of it when I was on the other side. But like that the elementary school doesn't do enough to prepare the kids, and then you know because then there's the whole thing with the high school and the Middle school doesn't do enough to prepare. So there, there's a lot of those, like, transition issues. Um, but, like, as far as, like, the kids, yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing that I'm hearing a lot of, that the kids have, uh, you know, they, they, since they're bigger and and smarter and, you know, understand the system a little bit better, uh, they also do a better job of uh, pushing everyone's buttons and, you know, uh, displaying that disrespect that, that we don't really want to see.
1: You know, I feel like... Um at least from from what I've seen, even in you know working with the teens at church or the middle schoolers at church, I feel like the the struggle with middle school is that they don't they don't really feel like they belong anywhere yet, and so they're kind of um, you know they're they're some of them are acting out more because they don't feel like. You know, they're out of the elementary school. They're not little kids anymore, but they're not in the high school yet. They're kind of, they're literally in this middle area. And they just don't, they struggle with trying to find their place and who they are and who they're supposed to be. And it it really is a, it's such a struggle because it's, it's I feel like it's so much more emotional for them than, than anything else.
2: You know, my, so our middle school teachers and my, was it my fifth grade or fourth and fifth grade you know they've they've met over the years and I think their last meeting you know when the middle school teachers were complaining about these kids that left us so sweet and hardworking and whatever and I think they all kinda came to the conclusion together that the you know our middle school teachers used to be treating them as many adults but they still needed that structured rehearsed the procedures um, you know what? What elementary teachers are naturally really good at uh, right. you know instead of you know sending them to the office right away or you know right. um, disciplining them, rehearsing. Okay, we're going to start over. We're going to practice this procedure yeah. as a class. We need to you know drill this into them, um, which is a little childlike, but they're finding it more successful now in in looking at it with that mentality of rehearsing procedures, practicing, um, you know, building then, those structures in place
1: and I feel like you know even including the structures they they need things that that the middle school or that the elementary school teachers also are really good at is that empathy you know they' the kids are so I mean do you do you remember middle school like do you remember being I hated well?
2: middle school
1: I hated it to be honest it because mm-hmm. it was middle school i i loved middle school I hated who I was in middle school because I felt like you know, you, you, there's so many things happening internally that you can't control and you don't understand and and they're struggling within themselves and then we're expecting them to to get these structures, to get these things in place and sometimes they just need you know, a hug. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes it's just like elementary school was where they just need somebody to listen to them and just say you know what, it's okay, just relax, we'll start again, no big deal, you know, wipe this lake clean but I I feel like we've got middle school mentality is like a pre-high school, but really it should be a post-elementary. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. And I th- I, don't, I don't know. I haven't, you know, like I said, I haven't spent a, a enough time over there yet to make that determination. But I'll just go back to, like, my other experience in, in middle school. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I think if, had I known now what I know, or had I known then what I know now, um you know, uh, one of the things that that I do is focus on um, okay, how like the age of the kids because it's easy to say like I do it in bacon all the time. It's easy to say first graders, fifth graders or something like that. And especially when something goes really wrong and I have that uncomfortable conversation with a teacher or guidance counselor or whatever, and I'll say, just remember, this child is six years old, right. Right? <laughs> right? So when you do that at the other level it's like they're 11 like I remember what I was like at 11 uh, or 12 or 13 like I was not where I am now you know and I've heard people joke too like you know it's like they think that they should be ready for college or you know that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. it's um, it's definitely something uh, that I will be mindful of and and anything that I could do to help out because you know, if relationship building is is the best app, so to speak, then we, we really do have to to build that with them, and 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 then the subjects and the, the grade levels and stuff will come. But we need to really develop develop those those relationships. And when, I mean, I talked about team building and and things of that nature that we really need to be doing. Teaching the expectations. You're exactly right. Even though um, they're in middle school, like we do have to re- review hallway like. Okay, so one of the things that I read, like the kids are being disrespectful in the hallways and their hallway behavior is out of control. Okay, so as adults, are we doing the right thing to teach them that? And then are we rewarding the ones who are doing the right thing and then holding those accountable that aren't? And then teaching and reteaching and reteaching, um, because if we continue to, to operate under the well, they should just know this, right. then you know, then we we have a lot of work to do um, because that's. What we keep doing, we are constantly teaching, reteaching those uh, routines at the elementary level.
1: How m- is your your middle school six to eight?
0: Yes. So
1: when you know when when my parents went to school, there were no middle schools. There were only junior high, which was seven to nine, and sixth grade was in the elementary school. When I went to when I went to Anchor Bay the year before I was there, they had K through five elementary schools. Then they had a sixth middle school, they had an 8, 9 middle school, and the high school was 10 to 12. And a lot of, there was a lot of debate when I was there about whether or not the 6th grade belonged, because then they moved to all the elementaries were K to 5, there were 2 middle schools that were 6 to 8, and high school was 9 to 12. And there was a lot of debate about whether or not 6th grade belonged in the middle school, not because they weren't because, you know, it's not sixth grade, but because that age still requires so much of what of what elementary school uses, you know, all of their, just the empathy from the teachers, the going back and forth to, you know, back and forth from the routines, things like that. And, and I, there's a lot of truth to it, I feel like. They're, that sixth grade, that age, and if we're treating them like young adults, a lot of them... Aren't there yet. You know, they're still little kids. And I, that's so, it's so hard.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So that will be, you know, what I'll be uh, entrenched in in the next, uh, Specifically, next few months and next few years, but I'm re- I'm really good forward to it, and I hopefully like this will grow a little bit too, because we've all been pretty much like the middle school or you know the K to eight mindset with the principal PLN, so hopefully, or I mean elementary school, so we can um, maybe this will help us expand a little bit too. Perfect. All right. Well, hey everybody. Sorry we were out for so long, but you know, like Teresa and Jess always say, we have lives too, and. Uh, I'll tell you, every winter, though, we get those wrestling blues. Like, Jess is on the mat. She's yelling and screaming for those kids. Yeah, and if you
2: see the videos, I do yell and scream (laughs) a lot.
0: I, I love how you reflect on it too. You're like, yeah, I, I do a lot of yelling. Well, so
2: it was for those of you who don't aren't friends with me on Facebook. I post videos of my son's matches for you know the people, our family in in Minnesota to see. And I posted one, and I was like, I'm sorry, I yell a lot in this one. And then we went through and watched the others, and I was like, oh my gosh, I yell that bad in all of them. Like it wasn't just that <laughs> one. I am a crazy yeller. Um, and actually, just this is random side note. Sorry. I actually was the scorer for when our high school hosted sectionals. So we have, you know, 25 schools or whatever, and um, it was fine. Spent the whole day scoring. I enjoy it. My son was with me at the mat. He got to tap the ref, you know, when it was time or whatever. Oh, right. Um, but when our high school boys were up, it, you know, were scorers for a, a legit event for, you know, the state, and I'm supposed to be quiet, and I was like. Ah! <laughs> I'm like hand over my face i'm like gosh i'm done I'm like oh my god i have a problem
1: i, really I have, have a problem, problem.
0: that's funny so well you yeah.
1: this episode Jess will be entering a 12 step program
0: yeah <laughs> it's called spring you know it's funny like i um like in it, my daughter plays travel soccer and like this is like like it's, like the most refined fans, so to speak, you know, like no one uh, hardly says anything, like the culture is like, you know, you let the coaches do it, like they're not going to hear you anyway, you know, and then I go, and my son plays basketball, completely opposite, people are going nuts and all that kind of stuff, and then like, right, I watched the, like the wrestling videos and stuff, and, <laughs> and um, but I've been like so like, um, I don't know, brainwashed by the soccer, you know, people in this town. Like, whenever I go to sporting events now, I'm just like this. I just sit there, just like, okay, and then I'll clap, you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's not what happens at wrestling. No, no. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. I think we have caught up long enough, and we're going to have way more to catch up on as you're in this journey.
0: Yeah. And and uh, it'll be exciting for, for all of us, that, you know, as we you know, continue on and the stuff, you know, that we can do and share with everybody. So, uh, awesome. And I guess, Jess, do you have any one last words for us?
2: Principal PLN out.
1: Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com.